This is Senior Pastor Anthony A. Jackson of the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We're here broadcasting now as a part of our service, thank God, where we share the Word of God. And we have one special person in my life who is yet was taken out of ICU, I believe, and put into hospice. My beloved father, yeah. Reverend James Allen Jackson. Saints have been praying for him, my God. And uh, according to his wishes and the family's wishes, touching and agreeing with him, while he was yet, you know, able to coherently make good decisions, uh, we want him to be, amen, able to have as much comfort as possible, less pain as possible. So they're giving him pain relievers and such, but have foregone now the more aggressive means of implementing, you know, oxygen and such to his body. So here we are this weekend. We're praying as God is yet talking to him by his spirit. He can have all the conversations he needs to have with the Lord while on this side of heaven. Amen. So we're believing God for him. God has prolonged his life in such proportion. Amen. And we see, unfortunately, a waning. And uh, we know, amen, everything has an expiration date. You think about it. My God. And even the scriptures say there's a point unto man to die. But after this, the judgment, my father preached about these things time and time again throughout his anointed career as a preacher. My God. We thank God, but we know that God will yet prevail no matter what in his life. Amen. And he has given some good things for us. You know how people are. We reminisce. And then on the bumpy road of life, as we reminisce, there's going to be potholes, right? Places you have to detour. We don't want to go through that again. You know, thank God. And then there's some newly paved paths you know, parts of the pathway, and we could ride smoothly through those parts. But we want to talk about life like that today in honor of my Father. Thank God. We thank God for Jesus. I say yes to my Lord. Everybody can hear me. Those who have their audio on in the Zoom, the Zoom crowd, somebody say amen. Amen. I got somebody say, who's that? That was Pastor Gwen. Who else was that? Amen. I like to see my people. I'm old school. I got mother, I got Pastor Gwen. How you doing? Give me a, a digital high five. Thank God. Hallelujah. Who the hell is that mother right there? We got others. If you scroll up or down or over to the side. Ah, Minister Jones is here. Amen. Thank God. And he waving. Oh, that's my boy. Uh, who that right there? Stefan. I wish he could show himself. <laughs> he laughed. He know me. Y'all know me. Thank God. And, and who's that? Oh, when you on two? Gwen got two channels. She bad. Boy, she got two channels. Thank God. Anybody else? My sister there. My brother there. It's all good. I'm going to speak this word in honor of the Lord, first and foremost. And, of course, to my beloved father. We're in the book of Psalms. Because my dad, amen, no matter what, he would just come out and sing some stuff. My God, his songs come and go to that land. Come and go to that land. Come and go to that land. Where I'm bound, where I'm bound. 
Amen. He liked to sing that. Tell me, how did you feel when you come out the wilderness? Come, come out the wilderness. Did your soul get happy when you come out the wilderness? So the hiss songs are like, we are climbing Jacob's ladder. We are climbing Jacob's ladder. Soldiers of the cross. Some of his songs that he used to like to sing. Amen. So this is causing us by the Holy Ghost to go to the book of Psalms. We will be in Psalm 23, Psalm 63, and Psalm 91. Some of his favorite songs in the Bible. Amen. And the hymn book in the Bible is the book of Psalms. Thank God. Many written by David. A couple of them by Moses. And many of them by Asaph. I want to do a special message regarding Asaph next time. God willing. But right now we're in Psalm 23. Before we read, I just thank God for all of you who have tuned in. Thank God for my family. Amen. My lovely daughter, my son. My God, my son came here, turned the heat on. Amen. So us old folk, our bones won't get too cold. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for my wife, tried and true, singing. Amen. From my heart. Amen. My God. Singing. Amen. My holy guts out. My God. She be singing something fierce. Amen. Thank God for her as we go to God. God, thank you for health, life, and strength. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit speaking to us, oh God. What is man that you are mindful of him? We are, oh God, always going against you. My God, my God, my God. And you name the, the example in the Bible, Israel. It means contention, my God, because we're always in contention. Amen. We war against you a lot of times. But help us to move by your spirit. They that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit, in the Holy Ghost, in unity of the Holy Ghost, and in the truth of God's word. Help us to do that right now. Bring, oh God, wisdom from heaven. Help us to change for the better we know you're able in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. So Psalm 23 says, as you all might know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When I was a little boy, I thought I, I couldn't want anything. You know, I want to eat, you know. And my mother said, no, that's the old baby's language, the old English. It means you're not lacking anything. I learned, had to learn the scripture. So when the Lord is your provider, you're not going to lack what you should have. Amen. Thank God. And God is mostly talking about on the inside. Why? Because your outer extremities will change. He's not even talking about the inside of you, of you where your emotions are. Because you can't trust your emotions. They're up and down and topsy-turvy. Much like those wild rides at those amusement parks. Up and down. My God, we don't need that. So God is talking about his spirit placed in us. And he will satisfy your regenerated spirit. And he will fill it so, as the Bible calls it in the poetic language, with the fatness of his presence. My God. Hallelujah. He will fill you beyond capacity. And you will not, amen, have this longing in your heart. For something that you don't know how to fill it with. Amen. You don't need that kind of thing in your life. You want to walk around with a satisfying feeling. Thank God. So, yes, the Lord is my shepherd. What? I shall not want. And what does he do? He makes you travel down the road. He's going to make you go lie down in green pastures. Not stinky, dirty dirt. My God. He leadeth you also beside still waters. 
Not a raging, vehement monsoon. No, it's not going to do that. It's going to be a peaceful thing. And if you keep your mind stayed on him, it will be a perfect peace. Thank God. He will restore your soul over and over and over. He will continuously lead you in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Not your own sake, but what his name's sake. We're supposed to be advancing his kingdom, not our own. Amen. Yea, though, even though we're walking through this earth, and there are going to be times through the valleys, dark times, valley of the shadow of death, my God, all around us. And no matter if it's sunny or not sunny out there, this earth is reeling and rocking towards destruction. It's on a collision course, and it's always a valley of death, even though it may not appear to be. You have to have your soul stationed in Jesus. He's the ark of safety, and he's the only way out of this collision course that the earth is on, my God. So, yes, this valley of the shadow of death, we're going to go through it. But guess what? God is with us. I will want fear, no evil. Because God is with me. And because God is with me doesn't mean he's going to pamper me. He's going to correct me. He's got a rod. And his staff is guiding me. Amen. Sometimes pulling me out of the jam. Amen. I put my own self in. My God. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The devil can't do anything about it. God puts all his cards on the card table and says, yes, I'm going to bless her this way, this way, that way. I'm going to bless her this way, this way, that way. And you can't do anything about it my process. I'm going to do it right in your face. Thank God he makes me. Amen. I have that kind of table. Thank God. Amen. He's preparing all the time. And then he guess what? Anoints your head. Your thoughts. Amen. He's got to anoint it because that helmet of salvation is going to be on there. Thank God. So he anoints your head. That's sealing. That's the, that anointing is the Holy Ghost. He's sealing your mind. After he clears and cleanses it, he seals it shut. Amen. And makes it a sanctified thing. Now I am causing you to be uh, commissioned to work for me. To, to represent me. Anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Amen. Everything within you shall overflow because he's filling you beyond capacity. He blesses you more than enough. Thank God. And then it says, because of all of that, surely, without the shadow of doubt, goodness and mercy are going to always be in my repertoire of life. Goodness of God, his mercy, everlasting, truth and good, all generation, amen, all that. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And guess what? After that now, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The house is not just the edifice of where we worship, but it's the family of God. House means a family. Amen. So we're in the family of God. And if we're in the family of God, we're in good company. The great cloud of witnesses have gone before. And amen. Faith building. Amen. We have a big family ever growing. God is calling us on. Amen. Thank God to do great things for him. And now we go to Psalm 63, 7 and 8, where it says, Because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. And now we go to Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Thank God. We know that, amen, these scriptures are, amen, going to help us Realize that God is always graciously calling us 
And the big, big process is the salvation of our soul. He's ever calling us into a right relationship with him, letting us know that we can trust him. And that's what faith is. It's that relationship with God where we learn how to trust him. We got to let go and trust him for real. There are some things we hold on to. Other things we're easily letting go of. Others we don't want to let go so quickly. So God wants us to amen, take account of everything in our being. Are we really trusting him with everything? Amen. We have to re repent of some things. We have to grow in some areas. But through and through, God wants us to experience a resolute spiritual peace because we won't be at war with it anymore. We will walk in union with him. And that will be done in the midst of spiritual warfare for your mind because the devil's always trying to get your mind. Thank God. And you have to fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Lord. So, God wants us to have that kind of posture in our being where now we're completely given over to God and now there's the maintenance of that peace that has to happen. So we're going to be in an ongoing fight of good faith. That is because life in this present world can be a formidable journey, to say the least. The road of life is not always smooth. My father knew that. My God. He always told us, amen, especially pull us boys aside having the men talks. You know, it's a cold world out there. And sometimes, you know, we would go behind his back and talk about it. You know, and, and, and say stuff. Cold world. Everything's got to be cold and hard all the time. You know, we just want to have fun and go out and do whatever. Go to the musicals and go to all the celebrations that we used to go to. Amen. And all the meetings. Amen. Checking out what girl was there, too. That was part of the plan. My God. <laughs> but Dad knew. Amen. He said, been there, done that. Amen. Got all the t-shirts. Amen. <laughs> so he was trying to let us know ahead of time what life was really all about. Thank you, Lord. But there's going to be some potholes, yes, plenty of them, and annoying bumps that get in the way of your destination. Today, God's Spirit is reminding us that if we really love the Lord and love God as Lord of your life, being over everything in your life, He will uh, turn those annoying bumps in your life and those valleys into opportunities. What kind of opportunity? It's an opportunity of victory, people of God. Victory in his name, not our own name. We're not trying to make a name for ourselves, but a name, amen, above every name, will be honored and worshipped, and that name is Jesus, and we will always give him the glory. Whatever happens in our life, we will, amen, tell a little story, amen, and then point it right to Jesus, amen. So, when we are going through all these things, let's remember, as we look through Life with these earthly eyes, but with God's spirit on the inside. This thought, take this thought. There's beauty on the bumpy road of life. What There's what beauty on the bumpy road of life. Thank you, Lord. I agree with certain choice theologians wherein we will say that God is saying this in the word especially in the book of Psalms. And I told you why we're there. My father loved singing before the Lord. And the anointing came in when he did that. I saw the anointing in his ministry. Thank God. So the Psalms are not there just to kill pain. They're not an anesthetic, my God. They're not like crack, we're going to get high on it, you know. And then 
after a while go back to depression in a minute. They're not that. The songs are not like a cup of hot chocolate on a cold night either. You know, we get those comfort kind of foods, you know, keep us warm and cozy. The songs are not even for that. But even though they have that effect at times, that's not what they're for. They are the prayers of someone lost in a dark wood. My father would always say that. Remind me of the late, great Reverend Dr. Robert L. Norris. He was, we would sing that song, Behind Every Dark Cloud, there's a what silver lining. He said, yeah, but keep looking. After that, there's going to be another dark cloud. <laughs> You're not out of the woods yet, my God. So we can't walk around thinking we're going to have this church high. Come out of church with a church crack. And, and think we're going to be all right. And uh, sometimes we are open with our spirit in church, and we forget we got to close the door when we get out there in the world. We're still letting stuff in that shouldn't be in. Close the door. Let the Holy Ghost in, yeah. But now, God says, shut the door and seal it shut, because now you got to have that shield of faith right there, because the devil's going to throw fiery darts at you, and you got to quench them. Have them quenched. Don't let everything in. My father used to tell me that. Amen. It's a hard word out there. You got to be ready. Hallelujah. And he was right. So we got all of this stuff to deal with on the earth. Shivering in bitter cold. My God. Unable to stand in fierce winds. My God. The, the songs are the praise that flows from uh, a person's heart when he or she uh, gets alone with God, talks to God, gives it all to God, and calls him with that God of praise for deliverance, holding your hands up and saying, Lord, I surrender all to you. That's when trust will be built in God's unchanging hand. Things around you are changing, but God's hand didn't change. No, we can grasp hold of his hand, and he will lead us home. Amen. Very slowly, but very surely, he will lead us. Amen. We are to uh, face the hard questions that life requires us to ask. Because in the song, we see a lot of questions asked. God was not afraid of hearing questions. Thank God. But he also wants us to congregate with the people of faith. Gather with other travelers on the narrow road. Pilgrims uh, who acknowledge their... Uh, confusion and, and, and feel their fears. You don't run from the fear. People like numbing the pain with certain things, but that's not what it's all about. God needs you to be well aware of what, amen, you are made of and let him work it out in you, amen. He's going to work inside out so that everything within you will be enabled by his strength to, amen, keep you from falling. But if we trust in our own ability, juggling, amen, truth and what we think truth is anyway. And juggling and trying to manage our sin. God didn't say be sin managers. Give those things over to him and let me fill you with my goodness. That's what God is saying. Thank God. So when we have that relationship with God, thank God. God's uh, presence will help answer some questions. But till then, sometimes we have tears. Our tears can become though the melody of a new song. Our darkness can become the window through which new light can appear. Because there is what? Beauty on the bumpy road of life. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Our doubt can become new solid ground. Amen. New ground, solid ground on which we can stand on. There's ground out there in the world that's sinking and shifting 
It's quicksand. My God, it'll suck you right down. It feels okay at first, but it'll suck you right down. Our longing to deal with our emptiness and ask questions in God's presence in the company of other pilgrims of holy faith is a good thing. We need to stay right there, marinate our soul right there. So that, that, that holy longing is there. And that longing releases true worship and opens our ears to hear the music of heaven and to awkwardly but rhythmically begin to authentically praise God and worship him for real in holiness the way he ought to be. We must decide again and again Either to cling to God as he is, or reshape him into who we want him to be, which is it. The road of faith requires a good fight, a holy fight. Thank God. Either we will find ourselves in finding the Lord, or we will lose ourselves in creating a God to fit our foolish expectations. We're born in shape that way, but that's no excuse. God wants to remake us, reshape us. Replenish us with the good stuff from heaven. Amen. His will be done on earth as it is where? In heaven. Thank God. So the good fight is only good when we make the right choice. The righteous choice. Thank God. We can do it through God. God sent all who will make a decision to be saved from sin. A faithful leader who will lead them successfully into heaven to experience eternal life. And the 23rd Psalm lets us know that we are supposed to follow who? Jesus. And he's the great shepherd in that scripture. Being a good Christian means doing just that. However, that is a miraculous thing that requires heaven's power. That power can and, and, and will enable diligent seekers to experience worshiping Christ as Lord of hosts. That's what Psalm 23 is about. Jesus as Lord of hosts. Jehovah Samuel, the Lord of heaven's armies, amen. And he comes in and annihilates the devil, amen. Kicks him. The devil will come in one way and he'll beat him so bad he'll leave seven ways. He'll split him apart, my God. Bust him wide open, my God. I thank God for Psalm 23. It's the heart of the Messianic trilogy that's uh, chronicled in the Psalms. Psalm 22, 23, and 24. Help us to celebrate Jesus on Resurrection Sunday the best we can. Because Psalm 22 reveals how Jesus is the good shepherd. And uh, he was good to us while we were what? Yet sinners, which makes him the God of salvation. Amen. And in Psalm 23, where we're at, that's revealing how Jesus is the great shepherd. So in Psalm 22, he was what? Good. Good shepherd. The good shepherd. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. Amen. Like our brother. See? But he's greater than us. So he's the great shepherd. Why? Because he's greater than uh, the one that's in the world. The one we made king. The principality, ruler of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's the devil. Amen. But Jesus is way much greater than him. He's greater than he that's in the world. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So the imagery of the shepherd and sheep in this poem reflects our total dependence on God. A shepherd's chief concern is to do everything to ensure the well-being of his flock. His faithful followers will inevitably know him even more intimately as the sovereign shepherd of all. Jehovah's Sabbath. Thank God. That's what Psalm 23 is about. And in Psalm 24, it encapsulates the whole Messianic trilogy 
it reveals how Jesus is the chief shepherd. So he went from good, great, and now sheep. My God. Why? He has dominion over the whole earth and all who dwell therein. When we approach God like that, amen, we have to, amen, know how to uh, respect God correctly. We cannot defeat the enemy and watch him flee unless we first submit therefore to who? God. Then we will be enabled by God's power to resist, I mean fight, resist the devil and he will flee, go away from us, thank God. We know the devil tries to come back and try again. You know how he is. He's singing that old worldly song, maybe we can try again. No, you ain't gonna try again. I meant it the first time. My no was emphatic, eternally emphatic, Amen. Without a shadow of a doubt, no. Not kind of no. Not no. <laughs> no, no. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. So we need to worship God like that because he's the Lord who's great and he's over all. And he gives us great privilege over that of that uh, plan that the world has. And God should have that kind of essential relationship in our heart with him. And uh, the world, amen, may have certain demands, but God is also demanding and in a spiritually heavenly way, a holy way. Thank God. He demands, amen, holiness. We can't have a mix. And that's why only the clean, pure, and sincere may come before the Lord, according to verse 4 in uh, uh, Psalm 24. And also the whole Psalm 15, if you want to look at that later. The person who would worship God must displace sincerity and practice honesty and integrity in relationships with both God and with each other here on this earth. Thank God. We have an inner purity that God is looking at. He wants to maintain it, establish it, and maintain it. Thank God. So inner purity is required of those who worship God the right way. You can look at the New Testament for a reference, John 4, 24 for that. I want to share with you, though, the practicality of all this. My dad was pragmatic like that. He was, amen, always, you know, what, what are we going to do? Amen. He's like the book of James, very practical. Amen. <laughs> so we need to be practical about this. And as our great shepherd, you know, the one in Psalm 23, as the great shepherd, Jesus is supposed to continuously feed our thoughts as he mobilizes us into maturity of the faith. This psalm is a reflective meditation of how good God has been. And my family and I traveled to visit my father, amen, time and time again, driving to Georgia. As I get older, it gets harder and harder to drive to Georgia. I can't hardly afford to fly there, my God. <laughs> So a lot of times we called more so, amen. Thank God, or sent him things, thank God. But when we were there, amen, one good time, I asked him to lay his hands upon my children, and, and I said, Father, please bless us. Like in the old days, amen, when people would respect their parents, amen, and the paternal leader would, amen, breathe on them like the Holy Ghost by praying over them, amen. Laid his hands on them and prayed good blessings up upon my children that they would prosper in the will of God for their life. Amen. Thank God we took a picture of that. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad we did that. Amen. 
And I had one of the greatest, biggest hugs ever. Thank God that day with my dad. My God, before all this uh, quarantine business happened. Thank you, Lord. And I'm glad that God led us there to do it beforehand. Because now we had to have a Zoom meeting with my relatives and my father. Amen. Giving a thumbs up. That's all he could do because he had wires and gadgets all on him. And he gave a thumbs up that he was not in excruciating pain. Amen. And that was on Thursday past. Amen. But he has gone, amen, into more intensity now uh, as we are speaking. And we pray to God that he gets to finish his conversation with the Lord. The devil is busy to try to take people out. But I know God is able, amen. He will what? Keep you from what? Falling. Why? Because he wants to prevent your how? Faultless. Amen. And I know my dad is having a lot of conversations with God because we went down memory lane when we were there. My God, he had a lot of regrets and Amen. Repenting. That's what happens when you're older. You start having, amen, these flashbacks looking back. And that's what King David did in Psalm 23. My God, looking back and knowing that he had to trust completely in God. And that trust, amen, lets you let go for real and stop trying to juggle your way into justifying who you are. But you have to, amen, lay it on the line. If my people call by my name, that is, will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. And I will, for what? Forgive their sin and heal their land. The mainland is the soil of your soul. Thank God. Is the soil of your soul, amen, sanctified for the presence of God to come in. Thank God so he can read Reunite with you. Amen. Amen. Sin took away a blessing in times past, but God will now cause a regeneration of your spirit. Amen. I know my father had that regeneration. Thank God for that. So he became God controlled. Thank God. He had all kind of physical, amen, hindrances. Amen. Taking meds for this and that. But his soul weighed down deep. Amen. He would always say, My soul loves Jesus. My soul. Loves Jesus. My soul loves Jesus. Bless his name. He loved that too. And I know, amen, that in the dark times when all the regrets came, he was saying, my soul, what, loves Jesus. Bless his name. Uh, I'm speaking practically because I saw him do it. Amen. And it's, it's taught me as a man. Amen. I didn't say man of God. I said man. That I got the amen. Amen. Go back and say sorry. My dad was easily able to do that. Go back and say sorry. Amen. He says, I'm not too proud to beg, sweet darling. My God, he would come and say sorry. Had to talk to my mom last night about that. He, she said, he always say, found a way to say sorry. Amen. When we were not even ready to hear, he was on his knees crying, I'm sorry. Hallelujah. Like King David. Amen. Created me a clean heart. Renew what? All right? Spirit in me. David knew he was wrong. A man after God's heart, he cried before God, desiring, amen, that God will keep him. Amen. And that's how we got to be in this life, practically calling out to the Lord. Amen. Thank God. As we mature in faith, there will always be a need for nourishment that calls our soul's consumption to be fed with a biblically-based discriminant palate. Every day I learn with greater intensity that my desires are ever being molded by God. I am not supposed to use the legal freedom of adulthood to do whatever I want. My God, 
And we can't go before our parents speaking out, amen, all these defying speeches, and especially living under their roof. So my, you're trying to control me. You're trying to control my sibling. We got to stop these speeches. My God, it's damnable before God. Amen. It's a sense that it's not true. It's not honoring your parents. We got to honor them. No matter what my father did, I went down on my knees and kissed him on the forehead and said, I honor you. Hallelujah. We hugged and cried. Thank you, Lord. No matter what mistakes I made, no matter what, what mistakes he made, we hugged and cried. Hallelujah. Yes. And we knew that God's spirit would work it out. Yes. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Yes. I'm supposed to be submitted to God that way, which is my reasonable service. It's what I'm supposed to do as a person of God. I'm supposed to be God-controlled, not flesh and emotion-controlled. My God. My father hated that. He would look around in churches. When they're all shouting and he knew right afterwards they would go and do all kinds of damnable things. He would say, this is just emotions. My God, he would be mad about that. And he knew what hypocrites were there. He would say, it's just a facade. He would be so angry with it, my God. And I wonder why he's sitting in church looking grumpy like that. Because he had that kind of apostolic anointing. He wanted things to be right in the house of God. Hallelujah. Nothing wrong with that. And the older I get, I get more like that. My God. We don't want any impediment in the house of God. I'm not talking about the edifice, the physical edifice. I'm talking about the people of God. Their souls should be right. Their mind should be right. Their walk should be right. Their hands should be clean. Their heart should be purified. Their mind should be right. Hallelujah. Heart fixed by God. Hallelujah. God's will is ever leading us. Amen. In practicality on this earth. To an everlasting habitation with Jesus. He's leading us there. That is why his rod and his staff should always comfort us. We should allow the spanking of the Lord. You don't want the devil to whip you, do you? My God, I want the Lord to whip me. It's a love whipping. Thank God it's not one of them old-fashioned syllable whippings. Did not I tell you not to? Amen. And then when he sees the blood, then he'll pass over. My God, that's not what it's about. Amen. God's not whipping us like that. Not like a senseless, earthly kind of, amen, irresponsible parent. Thank God. But somebody with their right mind, amen, loving you on in. Not coddling you and giving you whatever you want to appease you with this pacifier of spoiling the soul of the child. You spare the rod, you what? Spoil you don't always have to find a shoe or something to throw at them, whatever. But you need to, amen, scold them on in in a loving way into the right road. Amen. And don't be a punk of a parent. You hold your ground. Amen. And usher them on into the kingdom of God. You can't, amen, keep changing the line. Changing the line. Changing the line. Stand your ground. Yes. No should be no. Yes. The, the late, great Reverend Dr. Robert L. Norris used to say, I'm a good Joe till I say no. And parents are scared. They want us to keep. You don't want to say no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Appease, appease, appease. Stop appeasing. Right. We're enabling weakness. Yes. It's got to stop. Yes. Amen. Yes. My dad was practical that way. In my intelligence, like he would say, T-I-S-E's. Thank you, Lord, anyhow. Ron and staff, we need it. Thank God. This life on earth is really a walk through a valley shadowed by death. God's holy word serves as our directions through this quagmire of life. 
He should be our compass and our guide through it. He should always lead us into green pastures and still waters. Even though the earth, the earth has cruddiness, but in the spirit, God will make it clean. And he will show us the clean ways. Amen. Like a plate on your dinner table. Amen. You, amen. You, you, you put some stuff aside, eat the good stuff, lay the stuff that shouldn't be eaten aside. Hallelujah. We should know how to do that. Have a discriminate, holy palate. No, amen, how to cling to that which is good, abhor that which is evil, like the New Testament says, amen. We got to do that. And God will give us a heads up on how to do that on a daily basis because he's given us daily bread. Every vicissitude of life requires God's directions. In all my ways, I should acknowledge him, amen. He will what? Direct my paths, amen. Thank God, thank God. So in the interim, on this side of heaven, in this journey of faith that we are in, there will always be a test or a trial. So the emphasis of Psalm 23 is trusting in God to meet our needs, as is also echoed in Philippians 4, 19. My God shall meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory by who? Christ Jesus. And as the great shepherd, God provides for our well-being on many levels. He provides refreshment in the difficult experiences of life. His rod and staff lovingly guide, protect, and discipline his sheep. God's goodness and mercy are both described as follows. Uh, goodness and mercy will not simply, quote, follow, but will pursue. Amen. Amen. Pursue us. The verb here in Hebrew, radak, amen, is used elsewhere in scripture in a predominantly hostile kind of way. Amen. And it's kind of striking that God would use that word in this sense. Amen. To help us gain insight on uh, the intensity of the situation. It is given a, a benevolent sense. Amen. Making its usage stand out. So these graces actively seek us out when we walk with the good shepherd. He's our friend. Amen. And he walks alongside Parakletos in the Greek. That's the Holy Ghost. He's a, a life coach, if you will, helping us, amen, to know the paths we ought to take, the decisions we ought to make. Thank God. Thank God. So ever present in times, not just of trouble, but in times of feasting. When, amen, we're doing all right, we got to seek the Lord, amen, because we can get cozy, amen, and, and lose our focus. We got to, amen, trust Him in times of fasting. Whatever the time in life uh, we're facing, whatever that time is, we have to give it all to the Lord. All the days of our life, all the days, what kind of days they are, whatever kind of days they are, we have to give them over to the Lord. This tells us that if Jesus is uh, your, your great shepherd, he steadfastly shares discipleship grace. What kind of grace? Discipleship grace. Yeah, there's different graces. Uh, this uh, discipleship grace, uh, it covers all true disciples. Uh, it is an ever faithful, ever abiding, unending reservoir of strength and wisdom that seeks to cover our sinful deficiencies. The valleys in our soul will be filled with 
God's greatness and goodness, holiness, amen, righteousness. But we have to cleanse ourselves of that unrighteousness, pour ourselves out, let him wash us in the latter, amen, and then let him fill us and seal us. That's the process. That's what worship should do, amen. This process of worship is a step that leads us to intimately know God or have a relational status of intimacy that truly puts God higher than anything or anyone. Thank you, Lord. I hope we all get there. Amen. We may not have such a glorious story. My God, some people out here in the world are going into heaven in obscurity as it seems. But in heaven, my God, they got that red carpet going and Jesus his light is flashing upon them as they walk on in. Hallelujah. Souls for the kingdom of God. And amen. They are, amen, going up in high praise. It's lit. Hallelujah. As the people of God enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. Well done. He's able to say well done because God did a good work. And God does things good. Excellent. Amen. He never fails. God is like that. Amen. He overlooks, amen, our idiosyncrasies, which are faulty. And he looks at the blood of Jesus. And he looks at how we allow him to fill the empty spaces, tear down the high places, amen, and smooth over the rough places, and straighten out the crookedness. Thank God he will do it all. We got to allow him to do it all. Oh, hallelujah. I wish we was in a real church where the praises of God could go right now. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank God. You know, being a Christian may not put us on easy street. I'm glad my dad taught me that. But it certainly puts us in the best position, spiritually speaking. Think about it. Why is that? Well, since physical reality starts in the spiritual realm, we need to keep in mind that since God is a spirit, they that worship him must do what worship him in capital S, the spirit, Holy Spirit, and capital T, truth, the word of God. According to John 4, 24, it would behoove us to be in that place, which is the best position. There is no better place than to be shadowed beneath God's protective wing. That's the place to be. That is where our resolute spiritual peace can be, despite all of the pandemic, vehement pestilence that is out there. We can find grace under the protective wing of God. Our soul will find rest. Hallelujah. Thank God, though the hospital machines are beeping all around, got tubes, amen, shove down our nostrils, down our throat. My God, I be on every arm. My God, God's spirit will yet prevail to speak to your spirit and call you on into holiness. Hallelujah, anyhow. Thank God, thank God. See, on top of everything, God is willing and able to keep us from falling spiritually uh, away. Amen. As we continue to pursue our pursuer, he's pursuing us. Draw nigh to God and he will what? Draw nigh to you. But in that drawing, God's got some protocol. Cleanse your hands of all the sin. Purify your heart of all the double-mindedness. Amen. He wants you to have one mind. Hallelujah. Yes. So in that pursuit, that's what's going to happen. He will guide us through this rough journey of faith. He will make the bumps stepping stones to greater faith. Yes, there is beauty on that beast of a bumpy road called life, and his name is what? Jesus! Yes. The one who makes the rough road seem smooth. 
the valleys not so low, the mountains not so high, making us look back, not wondering, but knowing exactly how we got over. Hallelujah. We can look back with resolute confidence that the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was our eternal gracious defender, our eternal hope of glory, and the eternal lover of our soul. Somebody clap your hand and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for being my beauty on the bumpy road of life. Thank you for being my beauty, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and thank him. Thank you, Lord, for being my, amen, hallelujah, my shock absorber. Thank you, Lord, hallelujah, for being my heavenly suspension. Help me, Lord, to get over the bus. Amen. And not be tossed and turned in the vehicle of the ark of safety. Hallelujah. And so there were no bumps because you were there. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, as your spirit is speaking to each and every one. I pray that you will create in us a clean heart. Renew the right spirit within us in the holy, mighty name of Jesus. You're able, Lord. Whatever unforgiveness is in us, I pray you will heal us of that poison. Detox us with your spirit in the name of Jesus. The devil is alive. Lose your hope in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus, amen, destroys your yoke of bondage. You will not incarcerate the people of God. You will not incarcerate my soul. You will not incarcerate my mind. My mind is free and open to receive of the blessing of God. Every morsel that proceeds out of the mouth of God, I'm going to receive it into my heart. I'm going to, amen, let it come in and do what it came to do. It will not return void. Help me, Lord, to start up the fruit of holy faith out of my life and let it be a pleasing aroma toward heaven. Lord, hallelujah. May not my thoughts become a stench. Let my actions not be a stench. Let my heart, oh God, be ever stationed unto glory. You're able, Lord, in the name of Jesus, as you're praising God. Go ahead and tell them about the things that you're sorry you did. Tell them about the things that you know you should have done, but didn't do. Go ahead and thank them for it. Help me, Lord, to do better. Help me, Lord. Lift me up. Turn me around. Place my feet on the solid ground. You're able by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, let me get out of this place. Better than I was when I entered into it. You're able, God, in the name of Jesus. 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 Help me, Lord. 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 Help me. 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 Lift me up, Lord. Help me. Save my soul, Lord. Consecrate my mind.
in all things. Hallelujah, God. Help me, Lord, that a praise will ever ring in my heart. In the name of Jesus, you're able. In the name of Jesus, I don't know how to do it. I can't do it, Lord. I was born simple. Help me, Lord, God. Regenerate me, Lord. Hallelujah. Consecrate me now. The great Jehovah with the power of us tonight. Let my soul look up. Let my soul look up. Let my soul look up. Hallelujah. And I will be lost in thine. In the name of Jesus. You're able, Lord. You're able, Lord. Help me. Help me to live right. Help me to think right. Help me to talk right. You're able, Lord. You're able, Lord. Hallelujah, God. How many have given God, you know, how many of you giving God parts of your heart that you didn't give them before? How many of you are going to give them your whole life? We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.